0: Mind Your Farm Business on RealAgriculture.com is brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. Welcome to the Mind Your Farm Business podcast brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. I'm Sean Haney, founder of RealAgriculture.com and host of Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. I want to remind you you can find more episodes of this podcast by going to MindYourFarmBusiness.com or Apple Podcast. Today's topic on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is all about family meetings. Sounds simple, right? <laughs> Come on, it's not when you're running a family business. Separating the business and the family is easy to aspire to, but much more difficult in practicality. You all know it takes effort, commitment, and discipline by all members of the family. The benefits, though, of holding regular family business meetings can enable the business and the family to succeed. And really, really trying to avoid some of those pitfalls of confusing a family meeting with a business meeting and a business meeting with a family meeting. With 98% of farms in Canada being family owned and operated, this topic applies to all shapes and sizes of farms in Canada. Today's guest on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is family farm business coach Elaine Fraze. Elaine is an author, a speaker, and farms with her family in Manitoba. Here's my conversation with Elaine Fraze. Elaine, how are you doing today?
1: We're great. We're seeing that, that last four quarters of harvest, Sean, and it's only September. It's such a great feeling. We're so
0: thankful. Absolutely. Okay, so Elaine, today we're going to talk about family meetings. And, you know, I I think like any meeting, they need to be structured properly. There needs to be certain things that you take care of beforehand to kind of set the stage, set that structure so that you give yourself the opportunity to have success. So first of all, let's start here. Why are family meetings inside a family farm business important?
1: Well, one of the the research that Dr. David student did way back in 1997 showed that the families that met together for business meetings on a regular basis were 21% more profitable. So rather than having to put more fertilizer on and change your production methods, how about change your meeting methods? And uh, you talked about structure. So it's important to have... Um, meetings and get togethers with family business because you can't read other people's minds and you should have what I call on the farm assumption-free living. So Dick Whitman has a wonderful management binder that I'm sure some of your listeners know about and he's put together just a sample meeting agenda and he's he's designated it between staff meetings, management meetings, board of directors meetings, and annual meetings. And basically... As a farm family coach, when I work in communication and conflict resolution, I just want to get people talking to each other rather than avoiding each other. So, Sean, I think a really good place to start is just scouting out the family as to what do you want your life on this farm to look like, and that would sort of lean more towards rules and responsibilities. And I think it's also important that we make a distinction here between how you run your family, which is the family system, and those would be family councils or you know, like we were just talking about earlier about, you know, going skiing for the winter and and what you want to do for fun this winter because your options might be a bit limited. So that kind of family council meeting is way different than a farm business meeting around whether you're going to have a staff meeting or a management meeting or a financial review meeting. So the first thing you need to do is figure out who needs to be at the meeting and why are you going to meet? What's your purpose going to be? And then the other thing is a lot of people are scared about having family meetings because they say, Elaine, I just can't put up with the drama. And I, I heard this great quote recently, uh, just because there's drama doesn't mean you have to attend the performance. And so you need a code of conduct. And what I like to do is, you know, set some guidelines for the meeting. It will only be this long. So I would start slow with maybe a meeting that doesn't last for longer than two hours. I'd also use a talking stick. And everybody who knows me is familiar with my Beanie Baby Bowl, which a soft toy that when you hold the bull, you actually get to talk. And, you know, my son, we use these in our farm family meetings, and my son will say, Mom, I have the bull. And even though he's not physically holding it, he's still telling me that he still has the floor. So be patient and don't interrupt. Another thing I would really highly recommend is that families have a flip chart, and it's a $200 uh, farm expense from Staples. But what it does is it gives you a visual pad to land your ideas in a big format. And then at the end of your meeting, you just take up your smartphones and you click and you take digital pictures and records of what was discussed. And then you have automatic minutes. So you're also making it fast and easy to share that. And if you have someone who's really laptop, you can take email minutes. So that's my fast version, Sean, of how to have a family meeting.
0: Is it important to create that separation in the discussions and you kind of alluded to this elaine where i could see a listener saying yeah we have family meetings every week every week after church we go to my mom's and we have we have lunch that's our family meeting now and and that's possible i guess but you really run the danger of mixing things up and and really really meshing family and business which everybody may not be looking at that get together the same way it's kind of dangerous isn't it
1: well, right, and it's obviously important for families to get together to celebrate and have family dinners together because that's a characteristic of strong families. But I think what's breaking down, Sean, is the accountability piece and also the designation of roles. So I'm holding in front of me here um, uh, some resources from Farm Management Canada, and it's, it's called the Farm Business Team Meeting Cheat Sheet. So it talks about a purpose and a process and a step-by-step guide. And so the guide is to identify who should be at the meeting. And 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 if 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 you come for family dinner, you don't know what's going to be talked about. So you need a little more structure than that, I think, because everyone's busy, everybody's occupied with what their roles and responsibilities are. But if you've been asked to research something and you know ahead of time, then you come prepared to the meeting with the data that you found and and also how you found that information. And then you also have Responsibility because you were responsible for showing up with research and maybe somebody else was too, and you make better decisions when they're well researched and documented. And then the other thing is is you also have to have some metrics or some measurements as to what the timelines and deadlines were being going to be. And you know, I work in transition planning, and I'm finding, you know, I've got 76 year olds and 80 year olds calling me saying, "Well, Elaine, I kind of think we need to do this," and I'm just looking at them and why didn't you call me 15 years ago and and so things just tend to not get done unless we have some structure and accountability and performance indicators and deadlines around them so I I work in a a corporation where we own this condo thing and we have this meeting template and I sit at my computer and as we're having the meeting I fill in the template I know who's responsible for make, I know what the decision is, and I know by what date it's expected to be done. And at the end of that meeting, it's magic, Sean, because then I just do a few clicks and bang. Everybody has the template, everybody has the meeting notes, and everybody knows what they're responsible for getting done. And and it's not just, a, oh, we're going to float through this nice Sunday dinner. Same thing with coffee meetings. I talked to a family in Saskatchewan today where, has become very agitated because the next generation does not have time for the older generation just around and have coffee. There's too many things that need to be focused on and, and executed. So I, I just really want to encourage people that just building in a little bit of structure would help. And this other farm family I know is using a WhatsApp uh, kind of application. I don't think it it might be WhatsApp that they're using, but it, I thought it was really cool is that They use it uh, as they're working to keep everybody informed, but they also, I think, use Google documents to track what they need to talk about. So instead of just saying at Sunday dinner, well, we really need to make a decision on what our crop production plans are going to be next year. No, you set an actual date and time to actually have that meeting. And then you say, okay, let's get all our stuff together and get our research done. And then we'll come and talk about it on October 30th or whatever the plan will be.
0: And and all meetings aren't, created equal. And what I mean, no, by, what I mean no. by that is like, you just described like an operational decision. Like, you know, what are, right. what are we going to plant on the home quarter this year versus mm-hmm. I think a hundred thousand foot sort of discussions, which is, you know, should we really buy that neighboring section? That, that's, a, right. that's a, that's a and big decision is- that impacts a lot of people.
1: Right. And that's a a vision kind of meeting too, because what you've just described is what I'd call strategic, right? So even if you just split your head into, is this an operational meeting or is this a strategic meeting? Uh, I know a dairy family that I worked with in the Fraser Valley that the first Wednesday of the month for two hours at nine o'clock after milking was done was always um, an operational meeting. The third Wednesday of the month, same time at nine o'clock, Always strategic. So what they had into this beautiful dance of doing was ha- always having regular operational meetings and always having regular strategic meetings. And then as a farm family coach, I get involved in what I would call human resource meetings, like when there's communication or conflict, or there's some hard conversations that need to be discussed where you need to pull in an outside facilitator. And you and I are working digitally and virtually now. And Zoom is a great um, platform that I use. I can record it and I can meet individually with people first and then I bring them together with a family meeting. And then I share my screen in Microsoft Docs in large font, Sean, and I'm, I'm actually keyboarding and taking notes as the coach while we're having the meeting so that everybody can see what decisions we're making and what accountability we're building into those
0: decisions. So what's your thoughts? Should spouses that are non-operating, should they be involved in these kind of discussions?
1: I also wrote the book called farming's in-law factor, and my first answer would be yes, but it also depends. So this morning, I also spoke with a farming widow who's selling a dairy farm, and it's a, a grieving thing for her uh, because it's a family that works really hard, And she prefers to have children only first at her meetings. And then she said, Elaine, later will bring in the spouses. So I, I don't think there's a blanket answer for that question. I think it depends on what's your purpose of meeting and what's your intention and what do you want to accomplish. But ultimately, Sean, when you get married or when you're in a common law relationship, a partnership relationship, I think it's important for everybody to be kept in the loop. And so if that spouse is not going to be physically at the meeting, what's the plan for letting everybody know why certain decisions were made? Because why is, the, is, is your intent? And in conflict resolution, we, we talk about intent, action, effect. So was your intent to shut me out of any of input in this meeting? Or was your intent just to focus in on your children first and then bring the... Um, related spouses and partners in later so you got to be really clear about your why
0: we'll get back to the mind your farm business podcast but first a word from our sponsor this episode of the mind your farm business podcast is brought to you by rbc today's producers are thinking hard about where they want to go and what moves to make to get them there A business plan is your roadmap to success. Without one, it's easy to get lost along the way. You can count on the services and expertise RBC offers to help you meet your business goals and chart a course to success. Visit rbc.com slash chart your course to find an agriculture account manager near you. I know a mistake that I make a lot of times with meetings is the note part of it is writing stuff down. It's like, man, that was a good meeting. A good meeting. Like Lots of action items out of that meeting. And then two days later, nobody can remember what we were actually supposed to all do. I'm
1: going to send you my meeting template, Sean, because it's a a beautiful piece of work that I got from a speaker friend of mine, Janet Stewart from Ottawa. She was a very smart woman, and she uses them for all kinds of meetings. And the meeting template then forces you just in a very short format to keep track of who said what and who promised to do what by when. And another coaching tool I learned this summer from a business coach is whenever you're asking someone to do something, always add those two little words with the question mark, by when can I expect this to be done? And and that just really helps increase the accountability. And, you know, nobody likes a meeting just for the sake of meeting. And the best meetings are the ones where you feel like you actually got something done and you're very clear about what the future direction is. So when I have a family meeting, I always ask we we drill down on the hard issues the first hour an hour and a half but on a Zoom meeting we we save the last half hour of the Zoom meeting for action steps and then once we've got the action steps banged out then we say who's responsible for this happening and by when and then the very last piece is when is our next meeting because there's the other thing is the families that have momentum in in finding this a blocking off of time or a way to keep meeting are are very successful because they they know that their their issues or things that come up between meetings are going to be addressed and they're formalized because they keep executing on what decisions they make so they they're amazing and yeah. what they can get done
0: and sometimes good meetings have conflict and you discuss Absolutely. you discuss some of those tough issues that need to be dealt with
1: and a Kleenex box is to share emotions and so i i teach a webinar on conflict dynamics and one of the most positive constructive behaviors in conflict, Sean, is the ability to express your emotion. I am really angry right now. And what makes me angry is that we don't have financial transparency on this farm. I'm also afraid because I'm not sure we're gonna make our November 1st payments. And I'm just feeling a little bit irritated that I seem to be the only one that's concerned about the finances here. What's really going on? So the ability to express emotion is positive. But another positive behavior is to create solutions. So rather than attacking the person, I ask every farm family listening to this, choose your response. Stay calm, be respectful, speak to the people on your family farm team with the same respect that you would speak to your banker. Treat people well and expect the best from them and don't accept bad behavior because yelling, screaming and profanity needs to stop now. It's a waste of emotion and we need all of your good energy for good decision making.
0: But you think I'm yelling, but I'm actually just communicating. (laughs)
1: Okay. We'll talk about that.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I just want your listeners to, you know, reach out to me at farmfamilycoach.com and ask for a communication package, or there's all kinds of free downloadable tools on my farm family toolkit on my website. The Chinese say the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So we just need to get ourselves moving.
0: How often should we be moving and, and having family style you know, meetings?
1: Well, I think it's as often as you think they're necessary. So Farm Management Canada and the work that I've done with Cedric McLeod, um, they, they broke it down this way. So they have farm team meetings weekly, uh, which consist of things like current tasks and tasks for the week and all that good stuff. And then the next one would be quarterly. So it would be good to have quarterly financial updates and things in terms of cash flow and what needs to be, uh, reviewed for capital assets and opportunities and agri stability and agro invest and all those good things. Another one that they've put on here would be a monthly outlook. And, you know, people say, well, Elaine, we're too busy. We can't meet once a month. Okay, but something is better than nothing, Sean. And remember in 4 H, we said, learn to do what you're doing. So I, I remember being with a family in High River, which isn't far from you there, where they would get together annually with the farming and non-farming children to celebrate what had happened on year in the year on the farm. And it did two things. It gave them a chance to see how well they'd managed and what they need to course correct. But it also gave the non-farming kids a chance to celebrate what was good and what was happening for their mom and dad, who they were very concerned about as you know they were aging and and looking at transition planning and stuff. So your question was how often? I would say find find a rhythm that works for your operation. And a lot of management people would say you need monthly or even a 15 minute uh flight plan on Monday morning so that the whole farm team kind of knows what the big picture is for the week. And and you know through the winter months when you're not busy really on the field so much maybe. Maybe you want to use some more of that wintered thinking time for strategic planning. And uh, I I would also encourage you to reward yourself like this is hard work, but it doesn't have to be hard. It's in your mindset. So what's your reward going to be for finding out what everybody else wants? And I think the reward is going to be richer relationships and people who are happier to be around because they know what their roles and responsibilities are. They know finances are and they know that the bills are being paid.
0: Hey, Elaine, great stuff. Really appreciate this discussion. In the area of family farm business management, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, John. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Elaine Phrase, You know, Elaine has such a practical, common sense approach to this topic. I think there are many tips and suggestions that she provided, which will, which will benefit many of you in your family farm operations. I think the, one of the things I took out of that the most was This trying to avoid the pitfalls of crossing swords, so to speak. You know, don't pretend to meet a family, get together on Sunday. Don't turn that into a business meeting. And if you're going to have a business meeting on a Wednesday, don't turn it into a family meeting and confusing everybody on what they're actually there to talk about. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you have any feedback or comments, please email me at shaney at realagriculture.com or call the Real Ag listener line 855-776-6147. How do you approach family farm meetings? How do you make them work? And what are some of the things that you do to make sure they don't go the wrong way and create more tension than there possibly might already be? You can find more episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast at mindyourfarmbusiness.com or at Apple Podcast. Thanks to RBC World Bank. And until next time, keep on minding your farm business.